Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Thanks for introducing me, Tommy. I don't thank you enough at the start of the show for, for doing the intro and welcoming me on, on board. So thank you from the very bottom of my heart and joining You're us... Welcome. The illustrious third co-host of Filthy Casuals. It is Adam. the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, and I hope he apologizes for interrupting my beautiful introduction. No, I think understandably I expected that to be shorter. My name's Adam Knox and uh, I take all of this for granted, so I'm not thanking anybody. You jumped in after the man. You heard the man and you were like, <laughs> yeah. well, that must be it. That's the only possible yeah, way of yeah. describing me. Yeah, I'm neither I, a myth nor a legend, so this sentence must be ending there. From my perspective, I jumped in prior to even the man showing up. I jumped in during the, the slight pause where Ben didn't know whether or not he was going to continue and then made the wrong choice. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> It's the only way to keep your audience on the edge of their seat is for you to also be confused about what your own <laughs> intentions are. That's the way I often feel about when we're in the middle of a Ben Vanell yeah. bit. Does he does he know if he's doing a bit? Are we meant to know? Yeah, it's just a great yeah. little mystery for us all to be in at the same time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be here though. Mm. It's good to be interacting. It's good to be yeah. uh, using the vocal cords for the first time today. Feels mm-hmm. a little bit strange, man. You my voice saying? has gotten like weaker. I think whenever I do yeah. end up having a talk, which mm. is incredibly irregular at the moment, I it it is a struggle to force air out of my body uh, or into it. It's hard to fucking breathe, and I can't smell anything at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> is that normal? <laughs> no, yeah, I it's feel the same normal. way. I was thinking that. Uh, I was thinking that about my uh, just before. Like it. It. Yeah, I feel like the way I the way I talk and the way I breathe while I talk has changed through <laughs> isolation and through lack of uh, regular human contact. It's fucking Ev- bizarre. Every muscle is being underused in my body, except for my heart which is working overtime to keep this fucking bag of bones still going. No <laughs> do you think the love we will, will... The, the heart is the <laughs> love th- muscle, mate. Get out of the yeah. fucking gutter. The heart's where love comes from. <laughs> Sorry, balls. I'm thinking of balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think we'll forget how to interact in person? Do you think we'll be like, we'll have Zoom, we'll have Zoom uh, mannerisms and shit, like hungover from this? I think we'll, uh, like, I feel already, and I think definitely after, what is it, fucking more than four more weeks of this second lockdown, yep. at, at minimum, that I already feel as though I am, like, an awkward teenager again. I have mm. that sort of, that, that same feeling that I used to have back then of not quite knowing how to hold my body or not quite knowing where to look or what yep. to say. Not having Mm -hmm. sex for months. Yeah. (laughs) Completely obsessed with video games. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here to talk about gaming (laughs) as a concept, as an industry, and as an art form. (laughs) The one benefit to this second lockdown is that everyone seems too exhausted to be tweeting constantly about how horny they are. So (laughs) you've got to take take the small mercies where you can get them. Not me. I'm trying to find ways around that. (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to sneak it in there so that people know that when this is over I'll take all comers and it's oh unlikely boy. that any of them are going to be comers 
to be honest. <laughs> but I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got a bit of news to chat about. Um, one thing that came up this morning, uh, a pretty big story, is that mm. Halo Infinite has been delayed uh, a week and a half after it was first announced, like r- revealed, mm. announced. Mm. Uh, maybe a bit longer than that. I don't quite remember when that Xbox thing was. Was That that was still in July. So it's been like about, about three, four weeks almost. Mm. Uh, right. It's fucking crazy though. Yeah. So does this mean um, that there's no first party launch title for Xbox? Series well, X? I mean, even Halo Infinite was on the One X and was on PC as well. So it kind of yeah. technically wasn't anyway. But mm, true. It was definitely the one that they were positioning as being like the flagship game for it, and oh. yeah, I don't. I, so on the same day that this delay got announced, they also announced kind like they're they're inching closer towards giving a date by saying like it'll be out mm. in November. Series X will yep. be out in November, which I, like Halo Infinite being delayed makes heaps of sense and absolutely go for it in a lot of ways. If it hadn't have been for the marketing ramp up until this point, I would not have been at all surprised if they had said that's a 2021 game now. And mm-hmm. even more than that, especially with, with the context of their biggest game that they were using to promote it being put back and, you know, everything that's going on in the world and the reasons around why predominantly that has been pushed back it's become so clear to me how insane it is that there are new consoles coming out this year of all years. Yes, yes. This is what. This <laughs> right, is the first right. thing I thought as well, Knox, is like, why, it, why not also announce a delay to the console being launched? It is yeah. truly insane that they're coming out in potentially October for the PlayStation, maybe November for, for both the PlayStation and the Xbox. It's insane because what what's the benefit of, of doing that launch still for Microsoft? Like... Is, is there one? I guess the reason, and look, I don't know a lot about large-scale manufacturing. That's just a, a, an okay. empty weak spot in my knowledge. And I'm, not, I'm right. not proud of it. Most people know heaps about it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Tommy do. However, we, we're experts. We've both run factories. Yeah. Despite <laughs> that fact, I'm going to field this particular thought. So okay. <laughs> I'm assuming the reason that both Sony and Microsoft aren't delaying the consoles isn't because they don't want to. It's because stopping that machine at this point is the equivalent of, you know, in a movie when they'll like jam the big red button to stop the printing press and all the newspapers get backed up and they freak mm-hmm. out and say it's going to take forever to start it up again. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that surely the production of these things is something akin to that where it was so locked in stone more than a year ago or whatever that they just can't mm. not do it. Right. It's yeah, better to have... Yeah, and financially they need them to be out for right. the holidays. Like they need that mm. end of year. Like they can't... I don't think financially it's as much of an option to go uh, March when you've banked on getting that, you know, first round of Black Friday and Christmas mm. sales and stuff. I mean, how... I. Probably it will go the same way consoles always do, where they all sell out straight away because there are enough people who want them just because they want mm. them. But mm. yep. I can't see any reason to be anywhere near these things at launch, either of them, to be honest. And then more than that, surely more people than ever don't have the spare money right now to yeah. be jumping in on them in a, uh, for a November 2020 launch, uh, especially when there's just no convincing reason software-wise to do it for either of them, really. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess the flip side of that argument is that people are people are indoors, like people have more mm. time. Like if your job hasn't been affected, you've certainly spent less money on going out and the kinds of things mm. that your disposable income would usually yep. go to. But, I th- yeah, I think the truth – I think you're, you're right, Knox. Like the truth of the matter is like – yeah, you push you push the green button a year in advance, and it's just too much of a headache for them to. Yeah. To, uh, but but that being said, you would think that was also true of the game that is supposedly meant to be launching alongside the console, and you know we see more and more in the last couple of years games get delayed for you know various reasons, and uh, you know I think once the once the penny kind of dropped on 
how much crunch culture there is and stuff, and that became more publicised. No mm. company wants to rush their game out and then, you know, be dragged in an article about how bad their working environment is. So I mm. think people like you, you do see that more and more, and I do agree that it's better to delay it than to put out an inferior product or to have a crunch culture. Except in this case where <laughs> it is your big launch game. Like yeah. I think if that's the case, if that and and I do think I, I do think that it is still strictly speaking a, a launch game for this new console. I, I just don't I just don't think it's an option to 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 bump it back when when that's the case. It uh, definitely speaks to how fucked up that game must be if if they <laughs> are willing to make yeah. it this yeah uh, like mind-blowing it was the most surprising news because they've released multiple halo games in awful states the way Mm. that the master chief collection launched what was that like six years ago now was fucked up and that was a year after the xbox one came out and it was near enough to being not like a launch title but a sort of early system selly type of thing Mm. and it was a fucking mess. So for this to presumably be alongside or worse than that, I wonder how much of it is to do. People have been speculating how much of it yeah. is to do with the backlash over the demo that they showed, how much of that's, it is. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Because if it's bug fixes and shit, like surely that they didn't have to announce it three weeks ago. They could have waited. So... Yeah. If there's QA testing to be done, they should have just done it and waited for the announcement. But like, is this... Is this a Sonic the Hedgehog movie situation where they've gone, people think that this looks bad, we have to reskin it and redo all of the visual stuff? Because, again, like, how do they have time for that? The whole timelines of this just do not seem to make sense to me. Well, yeah, because this is supposedly, so, yeah, what, this would have been out in November, which is not that far away, to Mm. then saying it's being delayed to vague 2021, which is a big gap which suggests that there's heaps to be done Mm. in which case how did you not know that three odd weeks ago when you did this present how did you not have that worked out for then it's 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 bizarre it's because yeah if you if you compare it to like the last of us 2 i think that's the other really big game like that and cyberpunk both got pushed back because Mm -hmm. of Mm. covid i don't remember if cyberpunk was specifically covid but that uh, it was around that time, so probably, but I actually don't remember. But the Last of Us 2, they they said, hey, this is COVID that's affecting this. Yeah. We're pushing it back a bit. And then it was only two months, and they, they had the thing mm. where they're like, it's delayed. It was kind of indefinitely at the time. And then they were very quickly afterwards like, hey, by the way, it's only been two months gap. So yeah, maybe this will end up being a similar situation where they genuinely don't know right now. And it is just all the fucking work from home stuff has affected them more than they thought three and a half mm. weeks ago. But not that much <laughs> has changed really in in the span of time. Like the Last of Us 2 thing happened right at the beginning of it when everything was so up in the air and no one knew what was happening. But mm. I feel like if, if, if all the coronavirus stuff was affecting the production of this in such a major way, they would have known, yeah, like weeks ago yeah. and could have gotten ahead of it in, in a way that would have been way better than this because after that bad reaction to the trailer which you know was a little overblown and maybe some of it was unwarranted and whatever but uh that followed up by this is a fucking heavy one-two punch for them it's It's, i mean we've we've been so positive about microsoft for the past maybe seven or eight months i think we all kind of turned around or at least tommy and i when we got an xbox and started um Mm -hmm really enjoying the benefits of Game Pass and appreciating the corporate decisions, you know, the the strategic stuff from Microsoft. It all sounded great. Um, a lot of people were saying the past month or so, I've seen a lot of like Xbox is the consumer-friendly console. It's the, the platform mm. for gamers because it has these great value propositions. And they've kind of und- done all of that in the past month with... I mean, yeah, they did. They wouldn't have been putting out that Xbox, um, sorry, that Halo Infinite gameplay video, thinking it'd get a bad reaction, but mm. it did. And this just seems insane to then also follow it up with a November, no specific day and date, 
<laughs> launch window yeah. for the console. It's it's very muddled and and confusing messaging now. I, I reckon. Well, and it's worth pointing out that look, anytime you delay a game to make it better, that's the right choice, right? Like mm. people mm. don't do that unless they need to, and so it you know definitely always are on the side of making the game better and come out later. But yeah, I, I I do agree. But when it is something that was meant to be coming out day one of a new console, I think mm. that kind of that yeah that just changes everything around it like mm. so drastically. Like if they'd gone, yeah, we need longer to work on Breath of the Wild, so it's not coming out until three months after the Switch launches. It's just like goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that changes <laughs> the the launch of the Switch hugely. I wouldn't have bought it day one, and and if I don't yeah. buy it day one. Maybe I don't buy it at all, you know. Like maybe I get a secondhand Wii U because they've dropped in price and play Breath of the Wild. Like it, it, That's what yeah, I did. it absolutely changes yeah. the yeah. entire um, outlook of of a console launch. I reckon it's it's really weird. And ju- the yeah, the, how vocal they were being about it's coming and it's the big one versus them delaying it. It, I, it, it really does make it seem like, especially knowing that. It's been in development for so long and there's so much talk about how rocky that development has been. Like they've mm. had multiple project leads come and go. They've rebooted it a couple of times apparently. Like it's been kind of a nightmare for them anyway. Uh, yeah, to be able to be so public with it and have it be in at such a point of importance for you and then to seemingly have no option but yeah. to delay it because the release of it would be even more negative than not having <laughs> a game at the launch of your console. Right? Totally. Like this is yeah. this is them laying down and telling Sony like sure like you might not have uh, a huge a huge system seller for for the PlayStation 5 on launch day but you do have some good games and that's probably going to give you this the head start to this generation that you might need to to retain that crown, like, and we, I I, don't, I know we don't like talking about console wars, and they're not pitted against each other, but it is a fun way to frame the discussion <laughs> as much as anything, From and it just gives Sony an example of of maybe you know uh, winning over a new generation of of fans. Mm. Yeah, from a point of view of just business stuff, it's interesting. Like, mm. from a point of view of games, like all games matter, <laughs> but <laughs> the sure. <laughs> And, like, I wouldn't say the PS5 has a fucking great launch thing anyway. Like, it's got no, Spider-Man, no. which seems like it's a DLC attached to a remaster at this point, kind of, and it's up in the air what that kind of is. So, uh, yeah. just... But people are pumped for that, at least. More than I am, but that is that is something that I see a lot of people going, like, this is coming out, so I'll definitely be, like, wanting to play that, and yeah. I will play that, and I'll, I'll be buying the console to play it. Uh, what else? What else is around launch do you know off the top of your head like some shit that looks bad like that godfall game oh yeah yeah. um well because sony had that um playstation uh, what are they called now state of play state State of play play. and they showed a few things in that that were like ps4 and psvr things yes uh, that's right ps5 stuff which there was like the only thing i was really interested in that uh in from that was the fact that Hitman 3 will be in VR and the other, mm-hmm. the, like all the levels from the other ones will be in VR too. That sounds fucking rad. But like speaking of crunch and stuff from before, there was one game that I should have looked up the name of, but they showed it in that state of play. And after that, almost everybody who worked on that thing has said, Hey, oh! we've fucking yes. left that company because they weren't paying us. They were overworking us. Oh, wow. And they're, f- they, I, they've, Taken the the intellectual property from us without giving us royalties. Yeah, that was a game called like a- Eon something. It looked I'll sick. Find like it. it 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 had this like cool neon sort of um, fun aesthetic. It looked like a fun game. And yeah, I saw the same thing. But the the like half the development team came out and were like, "This company fucked us." Hmm. What was I'm, it called? I I can't find it. God, I fucking suck. Yeah, uh, you, have- <laughs> you got a keyboard. Um, it's behind. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> I'll find that at some point. But I've got I, a I'm, huge I'm, list of games for the PlayStation Five. This isn't on it. So, like, there's a few other ones in there that that 
are going to be around close to launch. Astro's Playroom, I think we're all interested in. Um, Deathloop, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that's obviously multi-plat. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is actually one from that state of play that I'm really keen on. Um, that looks like a great game. Um, God Godfall is the shit one, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is a PS5 title. Um, uh, Fewer, what there's not really many of them that are coming out at launch, though. Right. Yes, true. Well, because this is the thing is like, you know, a console is lucky if it can have a, a huge launch day title, like a day one title mm. that's going to get people really, really excited. Like that's, I think that's relatively rare to have something that's massive that even by the end of the system's life cycle that you could say, this game that came out within the first month is still one of the best things on it. Especially yeah. the last so, couple of generations yeah yes right very true so you know it's not like it's it's not like having a big big thing day one is the be all and end all and in fact it's quite rare but Mm. what you do need is if you're gonna say that halo infinite isn't gonna come out day one it's like okay well what is is literally Mm. any software (laughs) coming out on the day (laughs) this like if you go down and buy that box are you getting are you? We don't, you know, to have no information about what is going to be on the shelf. Oh well, Tommy, Dot, Tommy, it's just crazy. thousands of games. There'll be thousands mm. of games available to you to play on the launch day of the Xbox Series X with Game Pass. You'll have access to <sighs> yeah. past titles, um, the whole Xbox, um, you know, arcade thing. You can buy, you know, old games. You got a hundred is... titles plus on Game Pass. Um, are you, uh, the, uh, don't ask me if there's going to be any new games because um, that's not a question I'm prepared to answer, but there will be thousands of titles available to you, the that, gamer. That is, yeah, that's the thing they've pivoted to is saying yep. you can get all the games that you could get on the previous console, which will be way cheaper after a new one comes out as well. So that's actually yeah. like a pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. deal. Uh, yeah. Aeon yeah. Must Die is the name of the game I was thinking of. Yeah, okay. yes. Uh, a... E O N. Anyway, so yeah, it's 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 just so nuts that I was looking forward to playing that that year too. Like I'm disappointed from that perspective. Mm-hmm. It, it just you know, even though hey, delaying stuff is a is a tough decision, and it's always the right one if it's the one that needs to be made, right? Like if companies yes. do it, then they had to. Um, yeah. Vampire Masquerade two got delayed as well to 2021, but I didn't think that was coming out this year anyway. That they haven't yeah, talked right. about that in so long that it. Seemed like the writing on the wall, writing was on the wall there. Um, but I should have delayed that. You should have to... delayed that sentence, Knox, until you'd figured it out and then released it. <laughs> no, <laughs> bug I, free. I patched it. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, and it worked. A live patch. The I servers so. were a little dodgy at, at, at launch, sure, <laughs> with that sentence. But after a while, we, we fixed it. Uh, I released the grounded update to that sentence. Mm. <laughs> um, we, uh, 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 while talking about Xbox stuff, another thing that did seem like it was going to be a um, another feather in their cap with the new console is that there were rumors going around for a while that Xbox Live was going to change to being free. Yes. So, or like what's currently Xbox Live Gold, which, you know, is just being allowed to play multiplayer games on the Xbox. The prices for that went away or something. You weren't allowed to buy a year's subscription on the website anymore. And people mm. started guessing that that's because they were going to have Game Pass and then free multiplayer. But Microsoft also came out and said like, no, 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 that's still going to be there. You still have to pay us. So... That's another thing that is like making that value proposition a little less, maybe. And then mm-hmm. another thing is their whole X Cloud streaming stuff. Yes. Which was another big, like, oh, that's really cool. If I mm. have some Xbox games, I can play them anywhere on a phone. But now it's become uh, clear that that doesn't include iPhones. Yeah, which is still a massive, massive chunk of the market, like a yeah. very, very high portion. Which, if you can't, yeah, if you can't use this on an iPhone, then you can't use it. <laughs> if you're most people, it sucks, and it's yeah. not Microsoft's fault. That's all Apple. It's down to Apple. Yeah, they've been that way for ages. Where 
I, I think the issue that they have is that if you're able to make purchases on like another person's shop through an app that exists on the app store, they don't like that because it means they don't I, get to take their cut. I think it's. I think that's probably the real reason, right? Like this is the underlying reason. I think the stated reason is because that you have to go through a testing process for any like app or thing that you put on the app store. Like I've had to do it as a you know as a developer, but you can't like Xbox can't do that for xCloud because it means they would have to go through a testing process for every single video game and it's right. and they're just not going to do it so that's the thing that apple have said is the reason it's like our process is you got to test every game but you're right it's the money reason it's the competitive yeah. Yeah. money reason <laughs> and like they don't test every movie that gets put up on netflix right so mm. like bullshit straight away Yep. But it sucks. I think all three of us have iPhones. That was something that I thought sounded cool, but mm. I'm not going to transition entirely to Android stuff just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, the other Xbox thing as well is that um, there was a box of a controller. Oh, yes. For yes. The, yes. For the series. What a weird, what a <laughs> weird week for them. Yeah. The cherry on top. The, the box of the controller leaked. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that is supposed to happen over the course of like a six-month uh, console launch lead-up has happened in the past three weeks, basically. But right, I mean, right. like, if you're at the point where you've manufactured boxes for your controllers, uh, like, before you've announced an entire console, mm-hmm. you've fucked up your own timeline there because it was the Series mm-hmm. S, which has been rumoured for a while as being, like, the cheaper less powerful other Xbox that will launch alongside it. That was listed on the back of this controller box as things it's compatible with. And, you know, it's basically been confirmed that way, even though it's been a very heavy rumor and everyone kind of has assumed for a while that it's definitely happening. It's just so, it's so like, what is the benefit of not having announced that at this point? I don't understand uh, that. Yeah, The the fact that this, this has leaked as well, I think, is another big hit against them, not just in terms of credibility and, you know, being able to handle their shit, but, like, uh, do we assume the S version is available at launch? Because if it isn't, then, again, why is anyone buying a Series X if there isn't a new game to play on it? Like, people are going to be like, oh, cool, well, if I'm going to just use it for Game Pass and I'm going to play games that have, you know, have come out August 2020 and earlier, why do I need the more expensive one? I'll just buy the cheaper one. It just is. It seems stupid. A lot of people. I mean, same as the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. Now, if you want the future proofing of saying, well, at some point I can play 120 frames per second games or 8K movies or whatever, then you know, it, the having the premium thing makes sense to me. Having the the weird uh, coyness around even discussing these things or announcing how much they're going to fucking cost. Like, we're mm, three yeah. months out from these things launching, right? Yeah. September, yeah. October, November. Yeah. yeah. Three yep. months. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely, with the, with the price that you assume these things are going to be, that's how much time you'd need to save up that extra yes. money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, that's a good point. That is a very unrealistic way of that they're viewing how consumers operate. Mm. Yeah. It, and I like, you know, I know that we're going to have people listening right now who are, you know, <laughs> aggro that we're teeing off on Microsoft again. I'm Sony is the and same it, shit though. They're doing the exact same yeah. things. Like, sure, all, sure. But like I want to say, like, we, you know, we, we, we're fans. Like, we, you know, yeah. we, we, you're right, Ben. Like, we have been very positive about certain things that they've done, which I think is why it's more frustrating to see these mm. other elements just that they don't seem to be able to get. I intend to get a One X person. Uh, sorry, a fucking Series X person, because I've been looking at my Xbox <laughs> One X like mm-hmm. sort of. It's like the March after Christmas, and a dad caved in and got his kids a dog that he didn't really want, and he knows he's <laughs> going to throw that dog in a lake. He's already made that mind up that he's going to take that dog out to the woods and he's going to let it go. And yep. I'm looking at my Xbox the way that that dad would look at that dog knowing that that Xbox's days are numbered, I'm going to take it into that EB and I'm going to swap it over. But, Mm -hmm. like, even just the effort of doing that doesn't seem worth it at this point 
with what yeah. is on offer at the at the start of this. Same with the PS4 to five. Our position on Microsoft is we're not mad, we're disappointed. We 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 expected more. We 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 got pulled in. <laughs> we we wanna we want them to do well. They just keep it's, tripping themselves yeah. over. It's funny for like for three people who said like I've forgotten how to talk half an hour ago. <laughs> we have spent so long going off of Microsoft yeah. for having well, difficulty producing we, uh... products during a, a global <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, I think it's a bit of like, you know, you get used to seeing a company is a bit on the ropes. Like we've talked about this before, like, you know, they're, they're, they have a bit of a dodgy end of the previous console Mm. And then, you know, they go away and they reassess and they really come back swinging. Mm. You know, that, that seems to be a pattern that you can pretty much bank on. And, and it's so to see this first, but who knows? I mean, I, I remember we watched that big um, that big uh, Switch presentation, like the, the live event one that they did. And we were all, you know, we all thought that was a nail in the coffin. Like we all thought they'd mm. fuck that mm. when we saw that. So, I mean, who knows? But it, yeah, there's there's not... Yeah, it just seems. Uh, yeah, it's hard to know how much of this is COVID and how much is just them kind of not knowing what they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dude, same. Oh my god, <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> what I've yeah, been 20, feeling. Twenty twenty is basically a free hit for everyone and everyone's yeah. lives. Everyone's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I think it's it is weird that Sony has sort of been left in the position of default. Um, not the dickhead, you know, just by doing nothing. And I think it's what I'm really frustrated with both of these developers or these companies because neither of them have committed to a release date or a price because they're both trying to fuck each other over. Like they're not committing to believing their brand is strong, believing their product is strong. They're foxing, you know, they're playing a game of chicken mm. and they're waiting for someone else to, to announce the date and the price. It's like, fuck, Sony, just do it. One of you just go ahead and do it. Well, and like the 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 thing that sucked about um, the PS5 as well from news this week is that they kind of went through what uh, peripherals will work on the PS5 and which won't. And they said that you can oh, yeah. PS4 controllers won't work for new games on that, which sucks because mm. those fucking things aren't cheap. And I mean, yeah. there's new features in the PS5 controller and whatever, but they're pretty similar. Like you, mm. you, you know. So I just. Same as probably last time with when the PS4 and the Xbox One launched, there wasn't a huge reason to get either of them for a long time after they came out. And it isn't mm, that mm. different this time. And especially when you look at the circumstances under which these consoles are being manufactured and the nature of consoles anyway, where the first ones, the first batch out often have problems and the revision comes yeah. out a couple of years later and is better. There's never been a better time to hold off on jumping into a new generation. Probably. There's never been a better time <laughs> to already own a PC from the last 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Like something that can yeah. just tide you over for a little while. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think we've mentioned before maybe what we're, what we're planning to do, but I'm planning to get a PS5 for the show. Um, I don't think that I would otherwise. And like that's sort of my consumer advice is would be, yeah, to wait. Um, yeah. Don't think me buying one is a, is a big vote of um, approval, but... Uh, yeah, I think having a PC <laughs> is probably a good position to be in. Totally. I got a PC in March and I'm going to get both of these consoles because of this podcast. Same as you. Yep. And yep. I absolutely wouldn't be getting either of them if I were not a fucking moron. But I am, unfortunately. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Time get to... a. I'm gonna get a PS5. I'm probably not gonna bother with the Xbox for a bit, and I think I probably would still have done that regardless of mm. uh, whether we were doing this pod or not. Like I, I, there was enough in that presentation that appealed to me, and it is, you know, it's it's kind of fun and it's exciting to go in on something day one if you feel even slightly inclined enough if there's enough coming out in that first couple of months, even though, yeah, you know deep down you're going to have to wait for a little while until it starts really getting good. I wonder if we'll see now that this has happened with Halo Infinite, whether in the next week or two, whether this makes Sony go, all right, fuck it, let's, if, if mm. theirs is launching without that game, let's just call a date. Like, it, re it mm. doesn't yeah. matter. We don't have to worry yeah. about playing chicken with them anymore because it's, I think it's so. just not, yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Um, and I mean, let's hope they do. Because even if, just, even if it's not for that reason, like they don't have enough time not to do it within the next <laughs> yeah, couple of weeks yeah, anyway. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like just, you mentioned before, Knox, like the the economic situation for a lot of people, even if you are in the you know the privileged privileged position of having a job still and not having you know dependents that you need to support, like. Mm. A thousand bucks Australian, we're assuming probably close to eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine, is not the kind of investment that you can make in this economic climate. You know, frivolously, trivially, like you do need time to to plan for that. I know I do. I need to be sure I can set aside some money yeah. for that, and I need this much time, basically. Yeah. If the thing that you actually want to play isn't coming out for another year, at least as well, then. Why don't you fucking kick yourself when that year comes up and you're like, oh, there's a cheaper bundle now. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, 100%. of course. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, wait until you actually really want a game. Wait until the Demon's mm. Souls remake comes out. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> speaking of um, bizarre decisions surrounding what is valuable to a consumer, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're and all firing on all cylinders today, boys. There's going to be a day one patch for that sentence as well. Um, you can probably of- track our, our mental decline by how bad our segues are getting over the course of the past six months. Yeah, dude, it, by the end of this one, in like four or five more weeks, by the time this lockdown's wrapping up, it's just going to be like, by the way, speaking of video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to play a video game, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, that fucking Avengers game comes out in like two weeks. Oh, yep. And there's yep. a bunch of stuff that they're doing as promo for that, where they're showing off, you know, the bullshit extra DLC garbage that you can get in various ways. And I like this is definitely not a new thing. I feel like this stuff has been around for heaps and heaps of games forever, and I don't see what's honestly made this one uh come across as more egregious to people than plenty of the other examples Mm, of it that's a good point yeah people are picking up on it aren't they yeah they've got a lot of this sort of tie-in dlc where it's like only the ps4 will have spider-man as a character you have Mm -hmm. to buy some five gum if you want this fucking costume you got to be with like fucking Mm -hmm. at&t to get another thing Mm -hmm. which means like nobody outside of america gets that thing i guess which oh no, is a Vir- weird it's aspect. Virgin Mobile here. It's there is a there is an equivalent. I didn't even know we had Virgin Mobile. I didn't know that yeah. existed in this country. Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. have to like uh, send in five uh, cutout uh, cardboard backs of the cereal boxes to get access uh. to the Coco the Monkey character. There's a lot of uh, product <laughs> tie-in shit going on here. <laughs> but yeah, people have uh, gone off on this one for whatever reason. It's uh, mm. it's become more uh, noticeable to people, I guess. But, like, literally every... like, So this game appears to be Destiny, but a shit beat-em-up made by the people who made <laughs> yep. those bad Tomb Raider games from the last yep. few years. And I don't get why this is different to when Destiny did pretty much exactly the same stuff. I guess because it's Spider-Man and people like Spider-Man. But I think sure, yeah. that's the part that that seems most uh, hypocritical to me is like this is a Marvel game inspired by the Marvel movies, the bit like the most product like franchise of films that have ever existed. Like, right? I don't, I don't get it. Was it was it just better hidden? But in the fact that these are movies, but like they were all very like focus grouped and targeted and really just corporate marketing to the to the hilt. Sure, I get like a difference is that if you go to see Black Panther at one cinema versus another, you don't miss a scene or something. And I get mm. the feeling of like, oh, I'm missing out on this thing because I'm playing it on, you know, what they consider to be the wrong platform, I guess, because Sony owns fucking Spider Man. But the same thing has happened with just less interesting, I guess, content with stuff like Destiny and Call of Duty and a bunch of other games. So. Yep. Uh, the fact that uh, if it's any consolation, guess what? I reckon this game will fucking suck, so don't worry too much about yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's the other thing, right? Like, I think people want wanted to like this game because they are fans of, of the source material, but on top of those shitty marketing promotional tie-ins, the game looks kind of shit. Yeah. 
I've got it pre-ordered <laughs> again because <laughs> of this podcast. I want to be able to, you know, be assured that I'm not being an asshole by calling it bad. But yeah. pre-release, having watched a few videos of it and seeing the kind of uh, like it looks like a porno version of the Avengers. The fact that they made yes, them look that's a that's a great analogy. You said that in the chat earlier mm. today. That's a, that's spot on. It, the 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 they the fact that they've tried to get it almost like if you were squinting it looks like Chris Hemsworth for Thor, but that makes it look so much less like Chris Hemsworth or Thor. Mm. It just makes it look mm. fucking weird, and it looks like a dull, mash square fighting beat 'em up type game. I don't know. It's it's not pushing my buttons. I think. Have you watched DLC any of the Tommy? I watched a little bit just before we started recording, yeah. I think the DLC stuff probably irks people because they have a huge attachment to this franchise, you mm. know? Like, they feel, like, so deeply connected to it because they were... If you're into it, you were going to see a new one of these movies every two months and you're right not... Like, yeah. you could just go and see the movie and you, you the way that you collected the entire story was you just went to the cinema. Like, you were you weren't gated from different mm-hmm. parts of it. So to get people interested in this whole world and what's appealing about the world is all these different things come together and be like, hey, now you can play as it, but not this bit and not this bit and not this bit. Mm. It feels like as if you fucked up and didn't get around to seeing, um, I don't know, Dr. fucking Fox or whatever the <laughs> fucking characters are called. I don't that know. was it. My favourite <laughs> yeah, Marvel movie, the fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fucking Fox. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like that's true. And I mean, it, it, I guess it's not the game specifically that the Spider Man stuff, the Spider Man stuff has happened with the movies for years. It mm, almost yeah. happened again recently where they were like, no, fuck you, you can't make any more. Like, yeah, that's been a mess for fucking ages. So I guess the Spider Man mm. stuff doesn't seem that egregious in terms of this game specifically because I'm used to that happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. the fact that Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man for two movies is worse than this. <laughs> I, like, not that he was bad, but those movies fucking sucked. Uh, so I'm used to Spider-Man being this, you know, awkward fucking child that's getting fucked up by this divorce. So mm. I, I, it, it does suck, though, I think- and, like... All the tie-in it's, things that you have to buy a fucking packet of chips for are lame. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think... I don't know what you guys think about this. It's... Uh, and I don't want to sound, like, mean, but there's a real thing Fuck with... Fuck you, with Tommy. Game- <laughs> 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 there's a real thing with, with gaming specifically where people will loudly take a stand about... Um, uh, consumer issues, right? And like people will be very against these DLC product tie-ins and they will be, yeah, very, very vocal about stuff like that. And and not to like, I'm not making fun of you, Nox, but like people still pre-order games. People still mm. get annoyed by the hulp, uh, the, the hulp, <laughs> the hype. My culture. favorite Marvel character, <laughs> the incredible hulp. The Incredible Hulk and Dr. Fucking Fox. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm ambly. <laughs> We're all struggling to speak. Um, <laughs> but, like, people get sucked into hype culture. They pre-order a yeah. game. They buy a game. They play it. They're disappointed. Then they don't see... Uh, they don't you learn from that and change. I think it's just very odd to see such an outcry about this gratuitous um, product tie-in stuff from people who it feels like have also pre-ordered this game. Like people are not voting with their wallets. Well, video games in general are like one of the most grossly consumer culture and ultra capitalist industries that there is in the world. Like Mm. it's a very, um, you know, money grubby industry at the best of times, yeah, right? So I think it it doesn't take much for that veneer to fall away. And when it does, people release all of that anger at once, I suppose. Does that make mm, sense? Yeah. Right. Like when people screamed at EA about microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. People love to think that the art that they're consuming has been made for them as a favour out of the goodness mm. of the heart of the people making it. And certainly, you know, a lot of, con- yeah, th- not to say that everything is, but it, it ultimately even the most like auto passionate artistic creator, 
is still, you know, three steps down the bottom of the chain where then there's a person that has to go out and sell it and make mm. the money back, make that person's wage back mm. through... Except for podcasts. Just sheer economics. Yeah. True. Podcasts yeah. are the only true art form that's out there. You can find out more about that at patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it does. So, like, not to take anything. To, oh, sorry. Just to be clear, not to take anything away from like it. People are right. Like it's grubby mm. and it's shitty and it's mm. and it's weird. But I I think the thing that we're talking about is that like yeah, this is always happening with heaps of games. I guess this is just one that more people than I realized cared about. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. If if everyone was genuine about these statements. I'd be happy and I would be supportive of that. Like I would really, you know, be be proud to support that sort of change in the industry. But it seems like, yeah, people just say it and then they pre-order and then they don't, they well, don't uh, nothing changes. I think it's because, and I'm this way with video games, that regardless of what I think is negative or even like sometimes amoral about them, I still want that experience enough that I will sacrifice whatever chunk of my soul is required to still get that thing or as close enough as I can to it. And it's the same yep. with this where I think part of the anger is like, what you're fucking backing me into this position because you know yeah, sure. that I am going to do this either way. And that mm-hmm. feeling of being a prisoner to the machine, man, is... Uh, I guess it, the thing... It's gross. The thing... That happened with the microtransactions is 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 very much like a microcosm of that whole thing because it was like people are putting developers are putting them into games to incentivize people to spend money to get better at the game mm. or to have um, perks or um, advantages and people did it because they yeah they they wanted those advantages and it got to the point where co- uh, countries had to legislate against it because there's such. Uh, well-crafted manipulative things that it was making children gamble essentially like human nature is is prone to being manipulated into those situations and i guess it's not you know uh embarrassing to be a victim of that because everyone is trying to manipulate you into to being a victim of it totally the fact that you can recognize that it's a skinner box doesn't mean that your brain you're able to fucking Mm. work your way around that wiring that you've Mm. got because it's so deep like that's the reason addiction exists because yes. yeah. you can know that you're doing something you don't want to do, but hey, I'm still going to do it. I love yeah, my heroin. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but animals. <laughs> that let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> uh, the um, well, I guess that yeah, that's 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 plenty about that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, I tell you well, what, uh, it was. I've got a I, I've got a quality back in the old days level um, segue here, yes. Tommy. If if you're happy for me to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> talking about all that bloody consumer culture, it was nice to receive a little something for free this month, and I I got just that and played a game called Fall Guys. Oh, mm. good segue, good segue. Shame it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've all played I, this for yeah. a little bit. Oh, I, did, I, yeah, I would have yeah. played uh I would have played more of it in the last couple of days had my internet not been rudely terminated on <laughs> over the weekend. But uh for the yeah, full explanation of that, please go to the, the Patreon, sign up for Nintendo sixty nine. We'll give Tommy a good old roasting on why exactly his internet is gone. Um yeah, <laughs> I played Fall Guys two different nights and I deleted it from my PlayStation on the second night. Yeah, I've played it sporadically yeah. over the week and uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so it's a online multiplayer game. It's basically uh, Wipeout or Takeshi's Castle sort of setup. Um, each round is like a different um, kind of platforming-based uh, challenge or mini game. Basically get to the end of this section with various different obstacles in your way and certain number of people are eliminated at the end of each round and you yeah fallout style you are hoping to become the um not fallout uh fortnite style you're hoping to get as far in as you can i i love the idea of the concept i you know i thought it sounded really cool i love the idea of i thought this could be the kind of battle royale style game to get me in silly fun looking platformer i love the idea of these challenges and everything i just 
hate the way it felt and handled and controlled. And every time I got knocked out of a round, I found myself getting so frustrated because it 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 just doesn't feel like something that you can develop skill at. It feels like you are slipping and sliding all over the place. You are in a throng for most of the time that'll knock you over the edge and there's no way to get good enough at it to be able to maneuver your way out of it successfully. Mm-hmm. Is that totally. fair? Does, did you guys feel yes. the same way? I exactly the same way. Yeah. yeah. That's perfectly summed up. I feel like I a few I played it uh, I streamed it on Twitch for about an hour and I got extremely frustrated and people were saying in the you know in the chat like, "Oh, um, I played this with friends, you know, with like a group of us, like four or five and as a party and it's much more fun that way. But unless you're playing it with 50 friends and everyone in that game is not an idiot and is not stumbling into you and knocking you, like I just don't understand how this is fun for anyone. It, it definitely feels like a game that was designed to be watched on Twitch more than it was designed to yeah. be fun to play. This is like mm-hmm. Soggy Sayo. Let me explain how. <laughs> Soggy Biscuit, if you're from England. It's fun if you're watching, right. like, if you're playing with a bunch of friends. <laughs> it's fun if you're watching. <laughs> if you know the friends that you're playing with, it's a good time. And, like, yeah, someone's going to lose. but uh, And if, if you're watching someone else do it, then that's a great time. But if you're just doing it on your own with a bunch of strangers, <laughs> yeah, it just feels, yeah. you know, kind of random and shitty. That's the biggest mm. problem. Like, yeah. It, Oh, can I point out quickly as well? It confuses me every fucking time people bring up Wipeout, the game show, because it always makes me think of Wipeout, the the racing game. It's not a yeah, ra- well, it is yeah, kind right. of a racing game, but um, the every one of the stages. So there's a bunch of different types of games you can play, and you you know you waddle around very uh, uncomfortably and in in a poorly yeah, controlling way, and then you play the game. Okay. All right. Well, that's how bad my mental health is at the moment. And then you play the game. It's the best I can come up with. Ben, it looks like uh, looks like Ben's come under that biscuit first. So it's either going to be you or me, yeah. Tommy. And that's how bad my mental state is. I fucking loved it. <laughs> the fact that like every one of these games though feels like you have no control over influencing how well you do at all. It completely mm, yeah. relies on you starting at the front of the pack or randomly yep. do going the right direction or yep. just the general swell of your two large team uh, shifts one of the team-based games into your direction like there's totally. sort of versions this, of like this... hungry hungry hippos and shit like that like mm-hmm. team-based things and you just there's too many of you for that to feel like you're contributing in any way there's yep. there's no strategy involved in any of the single player ones it really feels like you're just fucking tumbling down a pachinko machine and there's no satisfaction mm-hmm. in either winning or losing it, it just yeah, feels this... like nothing to me to me, it feels like playing Mario Kart, but everyone has a blue shell all the time and the track is yeah. like two carts wide. Like there's just no skill or enjoyment to it. It's all pure luck and frustration is the, mm. is all I got out of it. Yeah, I love the concept and I, I, yeah, I really wanted to like it, but it just needs, to me, for me, it needs different physics or it just needs something more in the controls, like something more that you can do and and work out how to, you know, how to get good at and how to use to your advantage because you just, you have nothing. You can move and that's it. All the, all the levels need to be not so narrow because... Well, there's like yeah, a jump and a dive and you can trapped. grab stuff if you need to. But yeah, because there's so many, like the worst game by far that I've seen is um, there's one where there's a series of doors lined up in a row some of them are real Mm -hmm. some of them are fake there's no way to tell which ones are real or fake it's completely random so you either wait for someone else to go through it and then you go oh that's the real one and go through but then all of you are cramming through the same door like three stooges so you're just getting kind of knocked back and pushed out of the way and none of it feels like you have any control on it so i didn't feel frustrated Mm. by it because anytime i fucked up or fell off of something or you know got shoved it didn't feel like it was my fault it felt like Mm. it was random so i i wasn't like mad at myself for fucking up or like oh i could do that better next time because yeah it's mm. just this this chaos machine that that's you actually watch unfold 
a perfect comparison of our two attitudes to traffic knocks. I get very frustrated and you're like, but it's other people. You can't influence them. You just have to deal with it. It's like, uh-huh. no, why isn't everyone doing it the way I want them to do it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm cognizant of us not talking for too long about a game we dislike because it has uh, um, made our listeners unhappy previously. Um, yeah. I, may, maybe we should start talking about some games we did like this week. Does, does that sound okay? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I went back to playing Doom Eternal real quickly. That mm. game's still fun. I mm. just kind of fell off of it back in the back in the day, but I think you're going to jump into that soon, Ben, and you're going to go back, Tommy. So maybe we'll do yep. a bit more Doom Eternal talk down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. I do, I just I think I didn't have. It was when I had no work that came out, and I think Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and I was like, I mm. can only literally afford one of these, but I'm excited to go in on it soon. Uh, and just very quickly, also, I want to mention I finished off all the Dark Souls games. Those are fucking mm. amazing. They've got the best DLCs of maybe any games that have ever come out. And uh, if if anyone's feeling like they want something that they can focus on and feel like they've got a sense of achievement from during all of this shit, man, they're good to go back to. Well, I just uh, went back into Sekiro, speaking of From Software. Mm. Uh, because I finished Ghost of Tsushima, uh, I will mention that as well. I stuck with it. I finished the story. I have no real inclination of going back into it because... Um, as as many people have have noted, people who liked the game and and were meeting medium on it as well, it's pretty repetitive. You do the, the, the exact same stuff for about thirty hours, but it was a nice um, comfort food game, and I finished that. And yeah, had the urge to go do some more um, Japanese melee combat, so I've reinstalled Sekiro, and I'm stuck on the same boss again. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick at it. Um, and I mentioned to you guys the other night, I had a session of that and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll play this um, fun indie game that just came out on Switch as a little palate cleanser. And I think we've we've all... Oh, no, uh, Nox, you haven't played it yet, but Tommy and I, we've played Cruel Band's Career is the title? Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's actually pretty hard, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying what I've been able to get through. What do you think of this game, Tommy? Yeah, it's got a great style. It just um I, I just randomly saw a trailer to it, I think, and sent it to you guys. It's got like black mm. and white line drawing. Um it was very hard to tell from the trailer exactly what it was gonna be, but it's essentially it's essentially a puzzle game where you are playing as a band, you're on a stage and audience members are kind of like moving towards you and you are basically switching the moving the band around positions on the screen to get effects from the audience members when they reach you. So there are good audience members and there are bad audience members. Good audience members will make the bar go up of the band member that they've touched. Ain't that the truth. (laughs) (laughs) They'll make the other band members' meters go down because they've gotten jealous. And then there's bad audience members that will give you that will take your meter down and then there's also um, audience members that come towards you that will change what effect you get based on which uh, band member you've cycled around to. Yes. And there's there's also so they can status be effects positive or that, negative. Yeah, there's yeah. status effects. Yeah. So like it, if one comes in and is uh, is lined up positively but has a status effect on them, like dizziness – then you'll get a, a pos- like a little health bump from them, but the next uh, fan that comes towards this guy will have the opposite effect on them because they're dizzy. So it's like a bad guy yep. will suddenly heal them, or a good, you know, a groupie will suddenly hurt them. Um, it's yep. been compared to Plants vs Zombies, I think, in that okay. sort of like well, yeah. co- continuously approaching enemies slash um, you know health bonuses, mix and match, yeah. figure out how to best to. To, yeah, figure the puzzle out, I guess. If the way that we've described it makes it sound like it's difficult to understand, then we've done an accurate job of describing mm. it because it's, mm. it's, it's tricky. It's really, really tricky to, yeah. to, get, to get your head around all the little systems that are – and it's got that very stressful thing of seeing someone kind of shuffling along the screen towards the band and go, oh, boy, this is a bad one. Someone's got to take the hit, but no one yep. has the – no one has the energy level to withstand that or this positive one is going to knock that person down and yeah it's 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 tough it's very stressful there's not a lot of explanation either there's some tips 
that you can access in the menu, especially around like the status effects and the bosses, but there's not a lot of explanation on how to play this game. Um, no. Like just flat out, um, which is in some ways cool because the, the aesthetic is very sort of like creepy cartoon, like fun. Like I really like that. And I think it's probably yeah. aided by there not being a lot of context, not a lot of explanation on what's happening. But yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to play. <laughs> Not a lot of explanation, and the explanation that is there is written in kind of broken English, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. makes it even more difficult to work out. But um, yeah, I do I do like it. Like mm. I can see myself once it all clicks, really, yeah, really, really enjoying it. Um, it yeah, yeah, it has a fantastic style. It's got a very unique style. Um, it's also very cheap. It's like what five dollars mm. or something like that. So yeah, I think I used my like got my coins, my you know whatever they are, the points, and it was like four dollars. Like this was a four dollar yeah. game, but it's and it's it's it doesn't feel like a four dollar game. This this feels great to play. Like mechanically, it's super smooth. You never fuck up because of the controls. Like you fuck up because you panic and you act too quickly. I love the music. I wish that I could yep. hear more of it because I, yeah, like there's a, it's basically, I think maybe like five or six worlds, two levels per world and a boss per world. And I've only mm. gotten to the second world like once maybe because you only have three lives and it's like, yeah, almost like a roguelike in a way where it sends you right back to the start. Oh, like really? Classic, I didn't realize that. A, yeah. A classic platformer maybe is, is the better comparison. Um, and it's like like a roguelike, you'll be progressing through it and you get like status effects and like um like permanent like little little um things you get at the end of each level where it's like now from now on, this enemy type won't hurt you as much. Or from this from now on, this status effect lasts longer if it's you know, stuff like that. Um yep. but yeah, I and it's like the same song plays for every level in a stage and then changes over once you're at a new gig, essentially. Right. I just wish I could get to more gigs because <laughs> I've heard the same song like fucking 45 times. Yeah, I had the music stuck in my head before. Yeah, de- I'd recommend it to anyone. It's, yeah, mm. it's good mm. price point if you like puzzlers and it's got a very, yeah, very captivating aesthetic. It was Switch and PC, did you say? It's on Steam as well, I think, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that's it for now. I think those are the only two places you can get it. Um, yeah, I've also been playing a lot more Ring Fit Adventure. Um, mm. It's starting to get, uh, you know, a little cold, a little rainier in Melbourne, a bit harder to go for runs in ISO. And uh, I, you know, I, I, li- I liked it when it came out. I thought it was a good product, but I, I didn't really see myself having, um, you know, much much time for it um back in the world where we could go to the gym and whatnot but um you know obviously that's changed and it's become something of a necessity in my house and uh i'm loving it i'm going through the really dumb adventure mode and just yeah really enjoying it it's very it's very naff it's very silly but um yeah i'm i'm enjoying that a lot more than um if I was to do a, you know, a workout alongside a, a video or whatever, there's something about having the controller that is monitoring your movements and is and getting that reaction from the screen and getting like a a sound effect and a mm-hmm. visual cue as a reward for doing something right just feels yep. fantastic. And it's I've found myself really, really hooked by it every day and really looking mm. forward to doing it. So mm. I think it's I think it's pretty hard to come by now nintendo somehow picked (laughs) just got this out at the end of last year and then i think it's flown off shelves i think it's quite hard to find now but um yeah if you're if you're starved for exercise and you've got a switch really recommend it did you see nintendo's profits went up by like 400 percent or something over the last little bit because of people buying so much stuff in lockdown so i'm guessing some of that was ring fed at least yeah, fuck. Yeah. Well, if if you can't locate one of those, I know they are very hard to find. I have gone over to fitness boxing, which I used to love. I I like did it every day for like four months in when would that have been? Early twenty nineteen, maybe. Um, but that you don't need anything except for the Joy-Con. And for me, I kind of got burnt out on the story mode in Ring Fit, so uh, I was doing these custom playlists in that game. But 
because you can set them up yourself and it's your own time limit and shit. I probably went a little easy on myself. For fitness boxing, you yep. go in and it gives you like choose between 15 minutes, 25 minutes, 35 and 45. So if I'm choosing like a 35 minute exercise session and it like really goes for you. Like you get sweating, it makes sure that you move around. And if you do it every day, it knows that and it's like varies things up and it gets harder and, and easier on you, um, which is fantastic. It's like having a, a personal trainer who's uh, who's like a, a chirpy Asian woman, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, if you can't find or afford Ring Fit Adventure, fitness boxing, you can just get it on the eShop. It's a really good alternative. Uh, and I've been doing heaps Great. of that. That's been really fun, yeah. What I've been doing, actually, if you want a third alternative to those, is not exercising. That's a, that's yeah, been working out right, pretty well for right, me. Right, right. It's right, right, really that's available. The cheapest option of all. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> need fucking anything. No I mean, it's cheap now. Yeah. The the future costs may be more significant. No, if anything, I'm saving money <laughs> because my body doesn't need as much food to eat or to live because it's not burning it off. So if I then stock up with a normal amount of food and really fucking <laughs> get it all in there, I've got that for the future. I can just have that later on. Where's my money gone? You're looking at it, baby. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've lost Ben. I think you and I, I have ben. lost Ben, but that's all right. We're at the end here anyway, right? We're at the end here, yeah. I'll just start wrapping up and maybe he'll log back on. Um, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of Filthy Casuals. Thank uh, he's you very <laughs> much for joining us. Actually, I'll tell, you, I'll, t- I'll tell you at the end. Keep going. Wrap us up here, okay. Tommy. All right, I'll wrap us up. Uh, filthycasuals.com.au for the links to all our socials and whatnot. You can support the show on Patreon, as we mentioned earlier, and get a bonus episode every week. Filthy casual, uh, uh, Patreon.com slash filthycasuals. Uh, for that... Uh, Filthy Casuals yes. pod. Sorry, yes. Filthy Casuals pod. Um, yes, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals... You received a message from Ben Vanell. Fuck, my power just went out. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.